Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. This week, we're joined by Lynn and Garrett to talk all things Disney. It's true. Garrett and I, and Nate was there too. Shout out, Nate. We survived our trip to downtown Disney, which we hadn't been there since the last day it was actually open to the public. And it's so sad to think about. Uh, We were excited to go to downtown Disney when... uh, Back before the pandemic, downtown Disney wasn't really a thing for us to do. I I feel like that was a last resort if the parks were too busy or if we were just traveling to the Grand Californian to eat. Maybe we'd hit some stuff on the way back to the parks. But we decided to brave the storm. We saw all the crazy videos online. And to be honest, leading up to the Sunday that we went, I was a little nervous. I was thinking maybe... COVID would be present and that's where I get it, which would be hilarious. But to be honest, showing up and just getting through the temperature check, which was kind of strange having somebody put a weird thing to my forehead to test my temperature. And it's the second time ever that I've been checked. Garrett and I went out to dinner, uh, man, I think it was like a month ago. And we just kind of walked in front of this machine that had like a thermal camera and it uh, would decide if we were good or not. So getting that thing put to my forehead was a little strange, but I passed and getting through security was okay. They, I think they raised the tolerance on the metal detector. So I was able to walk through with my cell phone and my keys and then didn't set it off like it normally would. So that was a little convenient. I feel like that's going to move things a lot faster whenever the park actually reopens, but to be honest, being in downtown Disney and seeing a bunch of the shops open, it was it was okay. It wasn't as fun as I thought it would be. Was it super necessary? I don't think so. But I understand uh, people want to work, people want to make money. Uh, so uh, it was just an experience. We got in the virtual queue to enter World of Disney, which I totally forgot. I, I thought they were doing the virtual queue just for the opening day since it was going to be so hectic. But that's an ongoing thing to uh, to control the traffic within the store and you know uh, try to keep social distancing. So we got into the virtual queue and we were probably waiting for maybe just over an hour before we got the text to say that it was okay to show up and get in line to get into the building. So that was nice. And what I really liked is once we were inside World of Disney, it wasn't as crowded like it normally is. I was able to freely walk the store and not have to dodge traffic coming from all different directions like it would be on like a normal day. So that was cool. But not all the restaurants were open. I think there was in total maybe like three or four restaurants that were still closed. Uh, but it, it was definitely weird. They had the the entrance to Disneyland roped off. I remember on the last day Garrett and I were there, you were able to walk straight up to the gates of Disneyland and just kind of look through and see the train station and whatever else you could. But for some weird reason, they had it roped off about maybe 20 feet uh, before you could even get up there. But it was strange because on the DCA side, there was no rope. You could literally walk up to the DCA gates. So I was really, really curious about that. But all in all, we went there, we experienced it. And today it's closed again due to the pandemic and the case is getting worse. So it's weird that we get to experience these things from the past and then they just get taken away again. 
and I'm, I'm just not sure when we're going to beat this or if we'll ever beat it. I just constantly think about that Korean zombie film that I watched, uh, Train to Busan, and I just think that that could happen. So I'm just going to take it day by day and just try to enjoy everything that I can and stay safe. And shout out to everybody out there that's still fighting for change. Shout out to the Black Lives Matter movement and to everybody that's staying vigilant and still posting and spreading awareness, donating and just posting links and not giving up. I, I know it's been been a minute and it seemed like the, the media's coverage has slowed down and maybe even on your own social media feed, things have slowed down, but trust me, things are still going on. We still need to see change. We still want change. So don't give up on that and just keep the positivity going. And hopefully we get to where we want to be in due time. But seriously, thank you guys for tuning into the podcast. It literally means so much to me. I work hard at this and I'll always be grateful. And for one quick update, when you listen to the podcast, I mentioned my buddy Ryan, who lives out in Florida, he was waiting in line to get on Rise of the Resistance in Hollywood Studios. During the time of the podcast, he was waiting well over four hours. I definitely checked in with him before posting this, and he informed me that he ended up getting on the ride. It was like a four and a half hour wait for him, and it was everything that he wanted it to be, and he thought it was perfect. So shout out to Ryan for waiting that long that's insane i can't think of the a time where i've waited that long to get on any attraction because i just get impatient and the park's local to me so i can just drive home within 10 minutes but shout out to ryan shout out to lynn and garrett you guys are awesome and steve oh okay one last thing steve huey was supposed to be on this episode with us due to uh unforeseen circumstances he had to postpone so hopefully we'll get him on the next one we all want him on steve's part of our group that goes out to florida uh, a couple times a year love steve he's been out to california and i miss him but seriously thank you guys for tuning in so please without further ado welcome lynn and garrett to the podcast All right, and we're back. No, why we can't have Steve? He doesn't wear glasses. (laughs) And that's how the episode starts. (laughs) And there it is. Sorry, Steve. You got to get a pair of glasses if you want to join the club. But we're back. Disney Influencers Podcast. Welcome, Lynn and Garrett. Hi. What up? Dude, life is weird. The world is weird. Garrett and I made it out uh, just in time uh, from downtown Disney. It's closing again. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. They just opened and then a uh, governor here in California, Governor Newsom, uh, put the kibosh on all restaurants, uh, fitness centers, uh, uh, worship centers, uh, churches, all that for three days. They're all closing. So Dis- downtown Disney has to close again later today. <laughs> uh, how, how long was it open? 
Well, <laughs> like not, three days. Yeah, not <laughs> not even not even a week. There was a a, a cast preview th- the this past Wednesday uh, on July eighth, and then it opened to the public on the ninth. Mm-hmm. And it's closing tomorrow, or it's today the last day, so it should be closed tomorrow. Today's the last day, yeah. yeah. So it closes. It'll be closed tomorrow for three days, which is insane. Is that even enough time to to make a dent in what's going on out here in California? <laughs> Honestly, no, I don't think so. <laughs> like, what are three? What's three days? Three really days. Do? Yeah. <laughs> I seriously have, I legit don't know. It's really strange to me. Uh, Obviously, I knew that we were going to get some sort of like big update because they wanted to see where we were at with like the numbers and everything. So um, I'm I'm not surprised that uh, he went to Twitter and made that announcement. But yeah, I I just don't see what three days is going to do for us. I I feel like if they're going to close everything, it should be a little longer than three days. I agree. Yeah. Did you guys buy anything? Um, I bought a sandwich at Earl's. <laughs> yeah, we went in looking for. Well, okay, so I went. Like, we all went into World of Disney, and I was expecting like awesome new merch, but there was some new stuff that was like okay, but nothing that really caught my eye that I felt like compelled to buy. Like I, I didn't see any of the movies that I liked that I I was really interested in. And I was surprised that there was no Splash Mountain merch. I feel like they would have been pushing that since it's on a clock. I agree. They got to sell every last bit of it. But I also don't know now that, well, at least in California, that the park isn't open. Are they going to do the construction on it during closures or do you think it's going to be open for a while longer so people could get their last rides in before they start doing that? And just for anybody who's listening who doesn't know, uh, Splash Mountain in California and Florida is getting redone. It's getting rethemed to be the Princess and the Frog. And Lynn, Gary and I were actually talking about that yesterday because we, we kind of sat there and thought about it. Disney World's open. I've seen the lines for Splash out in the Magic Kingdom and I was curious, like, are we going to get that opportunity out here or are we just kind of just shit out of luck? I, I feel like if they were smart, I mean, it's long overdue to get kind of the reskin on it. But I think that they will give the opportunity to get at least have it open for a little bit so people can ride it before that. I don't know how long that will be, but I do think that at least some people will get the opportunity to ride it. And they know that since Disneyland is more of a locals park, that people can go, you know, more last minute and for a small, like a quick window to get into the park to ride it than, say, in Florida, where people more so plan vacations to go there and it takes a little bit longer to get there for that. Yeah, I I would agree there. At least I would hope that that's what's happened. But I mean, like with the way that California has been going with the co- with the pandemic and COVID-19, like I, it's really up in the air, to be honest. Like, I, I think like I really hope that we can write it one last time as, you know, uh, as its original Splash Mountain. But um, but who knows, like if 
if they need to start construction on it before the parks open, I think they will take that initiative. Like if it comes down to it, has there been, we'll see. Has there been any like legit concept art outside of like them announcing like the you know the ride, just like that one graphic? Because I I feel like uh, for them to just start on construction, they would have to be like way far along, and I, I don't know if they've gotten that far. Because out in California, I, I know they're still working on the um, that ride in Toontown, the new um, Mickey Minnie's uh, railway or whatever. So I, I'm just curious if they've even gotten that far to have like complete plans and know exactly what they're going to change on uh, or for Splash Mountain. So I'm like, part of me would be so stoked to go back and have like a brand new uh, attraction. Like kind of obviously not like from the ground up, but it, it would be cool to walk into something new. It would kind of give that a whole new area, uh, like like a new life. Cause we've been on Splash Mountain for so like, you know, for so long, we've been on it so many times and we just try to avoid it when we don't want to get wet. But I feel like if it was something new, it would draw us back there and we wouldn't mind getting wet as much. I hate yeah. getting wet. <laughs> yeah. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> like the only time I'll go ride that ride is if it's uh all attractions day. <laughs> Honestly, I was looking forward to it for all attractions day and then we got sniped because literally the day that we were supposed to go, it was closed for the f- first time. It, it, it closed for the pandemic. But yeah, I, don't, I mean, who knows? I mean, you know, Disney made a comment about it that they've been working on this concept since before, two, you know, before two, 2020. So back in 2019. So maybe they have like a whole concept. Maybe they even have they've been working on animatronics. Who knows? But me per- personally, I think that quote was was fake. I don't think they've been working on that since to 2019, to be honest. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like it, it was way too convenient for them to uh, announce it during these times. So I, I refuse to believe it because, because yep. normally like w- things like that, we would have heard rumbling somewhere because things always get, you know, leaked out, you know, through the grapevine or whatever, but nobody really saw this one coming. So I, I honestly don't believe it. Yeah, I don't think that they've been working on it for as long as they said they have. I think that it definitely should be reskinned, and I'm fully on board with the decision. But I definitely think that it was kind of really last minute. They weren't planning it for, you know, definitely at least a year. I think that's all lies. Yeah. Well, hopefully. Uh, just real quick, uh, so Disney World right now is uh, reopened, and I'm just curious, Lynn, uh, did you have any plans to get there anytime soon? So when they first announced needing reservations to go in, I was pretty on board with going. I actually have reservations to go for my mm-hmm. birthday in two weeks, mm-hmm. but with Florida being the new hotspot for the actual world... I don't know if I'm going to. I think that from what I've seen, Disney has done okay with the measures that they're taking, but I don't trust the general public. Like, the general public is trash, and Florida is generally trash. And you can tell that people are going to do anything they can to avoid wearing a mask 
properly. They're probably going to, if people have actual vacations planned and they're not just locals, people will do anything they can to probably, you know, suppress temperatures, try to lie about, you know, any symptoms that they have. I don't put it past people to try to scam Disney so that they can go to Disney World. And I'm nervous if for some reason cases go down, I could book like a super last minute flight. It's not a big deal. I So I do have reservations for the weekend of like the 25th, 26th. I'm just, I'm probably 80% sure I'm not going to go. But once cases start going down a little, I think I'd be okay going. Okay. Yeah, because I, I was going to ask you uh, to kind of go on Splash and take notes since you might be able to, <laughs> you might have to do that for us since you're probably going to be able to get to it before we do. But, uh, you know, Garrett and I, uh, we went to downtown Disney yesterday and leading up to it I, I was kind of nervous just seeing things spike back up and i was like man i feel like i've gotten this far without getting it do i really want to just end up getting it downtown disney when it's like downtown disney to be fair is not that great we just wanted to go just to have some sort of disney in our lives yeah but or like like getting there and having to get our temperatures checked and get our masks you know checked and uh, going through like the, the, the new security, I, I felt a little better, but then mm-hmm. I, I started thinking about it. I was like, okay, I was like, everybody got temperature checked. Everybody should be fine. But then I, I remember there's people out there who are asymptomatic who have no signs and they could be among us right now. And I was like, like, it, it's cool that they're testing, but just knowing that there's those kinds of people out there, like some of it to me just kind of seems pointless. So like, I feel like there are going to be those people that do get through and they might not even know it themselves. Like, like I don't think that they would go in intentionally just uh, go and knowing they're sick, but they might just end up going there and not even knowing that they're infecting people. So like it, it felt nice to, to get through security and do all that stuff. Cause it, it made me feel safer. But then when I kind of sat down and thought about it, I was like, man, I don't even know if this is worth it. Yeah, I agreed there too, Jamie. You never know. I mean, a main a main reason why we win is because a friend of ours came out from the desert so we could watch the fights the night before the UFC fights. And then we were just trying to figure out something to do. And we're like, oh, downtown Disney's open. We can all go because we all we're all fans of Disney, our friend included. So we figured we just get some breakfast and then check out what's going on. But I mean, (laughs) and and yeah, downtown Disney is nothing to write home about. Like it's. Sure, there's some cool shopping, there's some cool restaurants, but it's, you know, if you've been to both Disneyland Resort and Walt Disney World, you know that it it's night and day compared to Disney Springs. Disney Springs, like, I would actually go multiple times. I'd go just to go to Disney Springs if I lived in mm-hmm. Florida. Downtown Disney, it's it's still a little different. It's not as cool. The only, the only time I'll walk through downtown Disney without going into the parks is if I'm going to Trader Sam's, which is at D- the Disneyland Hotel, but that wasn't even open this time. So, like, I probably won't go again, honestly. Like, I got, I got, I got that one in, and I don't need to go back. Yeah. Yeah. And especially, I, I think if I was a local, I'd 100% go to Disney World. Like, with the parks being open now, I was, I could have done the pass holder preview, but I, 
I mean, I chose not to. I think that if I didn't have to go through the travel to get there, I'd be so much, you know, I'd feel so much better about going because the travel is, it's, people get sick in airports and on airplanes without a pandemic, like very easily. And I think that's one of the main things that scares me. And driving is even more dangerous. Like it's better to just go on the flight and get it over with. But I think the travel scares me a lot. The reduced capacity though has looked awesome. There's so few people in the parks that I kind of want to be there just to, I haven't, I can't remember the last time I've been to the parks and it's been that slow. I just, it's been so long. Maybe when we first started going to Disney a lot in probably like 2013, we would go to like the Halloween party and it was dead. And to think like, this is awesome. And we turned everybody on to going to the Halloween parties. And now it's sometimes more crowded at the Halloween party than it is on a regular park day. And I'd love to kind of go back to that and just not have someone, you know, one inch from the back of your neck. And I think that would be appealing to me. It's just, it's a tough struggle. And I've seen a lot of conflicting reporting about what's it like in the park. Some people have been like, people are taking off their masks and no one's enforcing it. And then other people have been like, it's great. Everyone's so safe here. So it's just hard to know what to believe. And if you're willing to, to take the risk yourself. I'm, I I get jealous uh, because I I feel like the, the guest of Disney world get treated way better than Disneyland. Cause we've never been like offered anything like that since I've had a pass. And that's like going on like 10 years. We've never got uh, like a AP preview day, like a whole day. Like that's like a dream. That's something that I've like talked about that they should do is give a whole day to annual pass holders. Like that would be awesome. Even though there still would be a lot of people, it still would be like reduced from the normal capacity that we have to deal with. And yeah, like slow days at Disney are super rare. And and for us out here in California, for us to experience that, it has to be like, uh, like we have to have a compromise, like bad weather. Like it has to be like a downpour. Then we'll get a slow day, which is like, it's nice. No wait times, but it's like, all right, we have to deal with getting rained on, which kind of sucks. Like it's, it's super rare uh, to have a nice day in the park and it be slow. So that's like stuff that I dream about. Yeah. Yeah. Like the last time I remember it being like constantly slow or back when there were actual like uh, uh, out of season days, you know, where like, you know, you just go and no one was at the park was like probably early 2010s, like between mid 2000s and early 2010s, like people didn't want to go to Disneyland. It was like people were like, oh, that's for kids or, you know, people just didn't want to go. And I remember taking, you know, coordinating with friends and asking our parents oh can we just like have a skip day at school and just go to disneyland one day like we'll just drive up there and like during the week like on a tuesday or wednesday and we do it and it would be dead like you just you could literally walk on everything and 
Um, that's how I feel like you mentioned it is at Walt Disney World right now because of the reduced capacity. It's crazy. Jamie was telling me about uh, someone he knew who went and they, it was walk on for everything at Animal Kingdom. And when I say everything, I mean Pandora Land too, like Flight of Passage, walk Five on. minutes. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy <laughs> compared to like, if you want to quote unquote walk on that, you either have to have a, a fast pass, but even then it's not really walk on or you wait three hours before the park opens and then you walk onto the ride. So you're still waiting a whole lot. So that's crazy to me to think that it's just straight walk on for everything. Yeah. I know that the pass holder previews, like, you know, quote unquote sold out within minutes and like only a fraction of pass holders got an email or notification for it. So I know a lot of people were angry about that. And I don't think all levels of pass holders got the preview option too. And I have gotten previews though for certain things throughout the years. Like when um, the Pandora area opened, they had a preview for that. When Toy Story Land opened, they had a preview. I did go for the Galaxy's Edge preview, which was great. Very low crowds. But only Smuggler's Run was open for that, too. So I think a lot of people didn't make it a priority to check it out because there was only one of the two rides open. It just stinks that there... I don't think they're, they didn't do any previews for Epcot or Hollywood Studios. It was either Magic Kingdom or Animal Kingdom since they split it in half of when they were opening everything. But nowadays, there's no slow season at all in Florida. They've, made, they've figured out a way to have all their slow seasons have something now that draws people. There's never a slow season anymore. So that's why it's so appealing to me with the reduced crowds. It, there's no slow day anymore. There's no slow season. It doesn't exist. And it rains in Florida every day. So the rain doesn't even clear people out anymore. It's just constantly busy no matter what park you're in. So I just wish I could really take advantage of it. But... I mean, I think they're going to do limited capacity for a long time. And pass holders can only book three reservation days total. And they have to use use them before they can book more. So there's no park hopping, which is a perk of your pass, which really stinks. It's a big reason why people have annual passes in Florida is to get park hopping. So now when I made the reservations for my trip, I could only do three days, three individual parks. So you have to automatically think what park I doesn't, it's not a priority to me. So unfortunately, I chose Animal Kingdom. If I did end up going, I chose not to go to Animal Kingdom, which stinks, but they're starting Food and Wine Festival the second Epcot opens. So I was like, well, if I do want to go, I don't want to miss out on that, which just puts people in a pickle. But if you choose to stay on property, you 
I think they were saying that you are able to go to a park each day that you're there, but I don't know if your park of choice was guaranteed, but I think they were saying that you at least get to go to one park a day of your stay. It's just frustrating that, of course, they'll always side with, you know, who's staying, who's paying to stay on property. It's the biggest priority for them. They, I think they kind of act like they don't make as much money off the pass holders in Florida, which I understand. But it is discouraging when you're only given three days to book. Because normally, our group would, we'd normally have a couple book trips booked at a time. Like, say, it's July, we'd already have maybe two to three trips already planned, maybe flights already purchased that I'd love to, you know, guarantee getting my reservation in. But I'm not going to book flights for anything until now I have guaranteed reservations and our trip in October, which we normally do, we'd ha- we'd be there f- there for more than three days. So it's scary to think that now we might. What's the benefit of booking a long trip now if we can only reserve three days for the parks? It's it's such a gamble. It's it's risky to think to even be able to book flights now. So I think that's going to draw a lot of pass holders away, and. I think the parks are going to be even more dead as time goes on with the limited capacity. Before we hopped on the call, I, I was actually doing some research because I, I I was really curious to see how the whole reservation system worked. And I read on the website, I checked a little intro video on what they're doing mm-hmm. to, to make the park safe and all that. And I saw that it was three days and I was like, what the hell? Like our our annual trip in October is way longer than three days. And I'm, I'm happy that I have you on the call to, to ask you about this because you're like kind of like my lifeline to everybody else. And I'm just like, yeah, like, I don't know, like, wh- like how we're going to do it or like, are we even going to do it? it it's it, it's like such a bummer because uh, like that totally just like throws like all of our plans like, you know, like up in the air. And like, I don't even know how we would even structure it because three days we all come from different places. So to try to get everybody on the same schedule and to try to cram everything to three days when we normally do like close to like a week out there, it's like it's going to be weird yeah it's really frustrating like you said like we'd all come at different times and say i come in late at night a good portion of the group might already be there during the day and everybody would still go to the parks and i would just meet up with everybody that night depending where they were now it's gonna be what parks are important to everybody we may not go to the parks a good portion of the trip. I was talking to my mom today, who usually, her and her friend usually come on the trip with us. And she was saying, she goes, you know, I don't know if I'm going to go in October because say if, you know, Garvey's Resort where we usually stay, she was worried that what if the pools aren't open? What if the restaurants aren't open? She's not going to go if the amenities that she, you know, depends on for the trip aren't available because she normally doesn't go to the parks. And if she, if they do, it's for one day. So it really is going to change. I think not just Disney travel, but people traveling to Florida too. If resorts don't have everything open, tourism in general, going to Florida is going to shrink, you know, by crazy because a lot of people go there 
just because it's cold in Massachusetts, people will fly to Florida for a week or two or a weekend just because they're simply bored and want to get out of the snow or the cold. And if you're going to tell people, hey, you know, can't go to the pool, can't go to the restaurant at your hotel or resort, a lot of hotels are going to be hurting. They're going to definitely be probably maybe even closing. Okay, so I, I want to propose this question to to you, Lynn, and also to you, Garrett, since um, you've been to uh, Florida before. You get three days, and I'm just curious, what parks would you choose to go in, in those three days? If I can get in, I think Hollywood Studios is my number one right now because it's the first time that it's a full park. With Galaxy's Edge being open, Toy Story Land is there. I think I want to get in at Hollywood Studios. If it is the time of the year where a festival is happening, I want to be at Epcot. So those are two I definitely want to do. But say if it's not a festival, I think Epcot will be the park that I cut. But if it is a festival season, I think Animal Kingdom will be the park I have to cut. Because usually on the trip, I'm usually on a trip with um, our friend's daughter, Eleanor. So Magic Kingdom is usually a big part of our trip when she goes. So I'm thinking, depending on what's going on at Epcot, is kind of makes my decision for me. Okay. That's fair. No, I, I, I totally get that. What about you, Garrett? Uh, for me... Um... Kind of similar in the fact that it depends on if there's a festival going on or not at Epcot. Um, But, I mean, for sure, no doubt I'm going to Magic Kingdom, um, Animal Kingdom, and then depending on if Epcot has a festival or not, it'll be Epcot uh, if there is a festival, and if not, probably Hollywood Studios. Just because, you know, out here we have uh, Galaxy's Edge, we have Batu, the only thing that's kind of different is that we don't have um like toy story i mean we have pixar pier which has midway mania we just don't have slinky dog coaster or uh i mean we do have a ride that's similar to the um the claw the green alien claw ride which is just mater's junkyard jamboree it's literally the same ride just clone uh, theme different so yeah honestly if there's a festival then the third would be epcot if not third would be um hollywood studios for me damn that's wild is it crazy yeah. for me? I would do double Magic Kingdom and one day at Epcot. No, I, I'm not surprised. Because <laughs> I feel like you're able to pick whatever you want. Yeah, think about it. Epcot, say Epcot has no festival in, in a couple of years. That's going to be like a powerhouse park with Ratatouille, Guardians of the Galaxy. So I, I'm just like looking at that. I was like, dude, that park's going to be so awesome. Like even outside of festival season, obviously the festivals, I feel like what make Epcot right now, but just give it a couple of years. It's going to be so awesome. Yeah. And Spaceship Earth will be redone at some point. It was supposed to start this spring, but, you know, I think the plans have been put on hold indefinitely, Mm -hmm. but they're they're going to be like reimagining that to some extent. It's going to be a lot of, you know, similar aspects, but they're going to be kind of giving that a makeover which will be good Mm -hmm. okay well dude i 
I got to get on living with the land. I fucking love that ride. Ugh, I love living with the land. It's so relaxing. I love looking at all the fruits and vegetables. I enjoy. I make everyone go on it every trip. I love it. Yeah. If you if you go to Epcot and you don't go on it, did you actually even go to Epcot? That's the real question. Probably not. Lynn. Very true. Lynn, do you have Netflix? Yeah. You you gave me your password. <laughs> okay. Well. They- <laughs> Okay, well, I, I don't want to just assume that you were still using because I, I, I honestly don't know if you're using it or not. You're you're still more than welcome to. But I was going to say there's this uh, new show uh, starring Zac Efron and he's uh, it's, it's like a travel show. And the first episode, he goes to, to Iceland and he kind of shows how they're using like renewable um, energy, you know, just all stuff that comes from Earth. And I, I just, uh, you know, you bring a building with the land. You guys talking about how much you love it. I feel like that's an episode of that show you should watch. Um, along with the other seven, but it's, it's just really interesting to see like how like important the earth is and we should stop polluting it and actually start using the things that are here in a good way. So if you get a chance, Zac Efron, um, it, it's like a really new show. It's, it's super awesome. I'll have to watch it. Yeah, there's so many shows I want to watch and that new like Babysitter's Club show. <laughs> I was like, I have to make a mental note to watch that because everyone's been talking about that as like, a child like born in the 80s and growing up in the 90s i feel like the babysitters club was so important that i'm like oh i should watch that show everyone's saying it's very cute yeah. i feel like yeah. uh, garrett, I, I haven't watched it yet but i heard it's good sorry garrett's too young to remember babysitters club no it's not true <laughs> no, how, not. how old are you i'm 29 this guy thinks oh, i'm so like you're not 20 like or something He's, he was born in the 90s <laughs> lynn 91 okay jeez get out of here <laughs> You're so God. you're so younger. That's crazy. <laughs> am I? Am I so okay. young? Okay, so I'll be thirty in like like six months. If we're Seven even months. still here, if we're still here, Garrett, you'll you'll have a birthday. True. <laughs> uh, dark, very dark. <laughs> because I, I'm telling you, I. Uh, I, I think about that uh, that Korean zombie film that I watched uh, like a couple weeks ago, uh, Train to Busan or whatever it was called. They woke up. It was a normal day. And within just like a matter of hours, zombies everywhere. Korea was gone. So we just got to be prepared. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. All right. Maybe that was a little too dark. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. We'll be ready, though. Right? I don't know. I don't know. We'll Probably not me. We'll They'll take out. me. It's fine. Just, no, you, you could just hop on your motorcycle. Zombies can't catch you. Yeah. Yes. I, in like true like zombie movie form, I've been trying to buy a dual sport motorcycle for like over a year now, which is like essentially a street legal dirt bike, but I'm very short. So it's really hard to find one that I can at least touch the ground on my tippy toe on one foot, but I may have found one today and I emailed them on Craigslist, but they haven't emailed me back. It is a DR125 and I didn't even know they made one that small. And I am like, fingers crossed they emailed me back because it was cheap. It was only in Rhode Island. This may be my time. And that I feel is like a zombie apocalypse motorcycle that's appropriate because you can go through like the woods on it. Okay. Yep. Well, well, Lynn, if that doesn't pan out, all you have to do as the backup 
is buy a Harley Davidson Sportster and just turn it into like a little a off-road tracker. tracker. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> I tried doing that earlier in the year, probably at the beginning of like COVID stuff. I I emailed someone about buying a Sportster and they they were like, yeah, it's available. And then I tried to go there and they just stopped responding to me. So I was, oh my I was really annoyed. I'm like, I guess my money is not green enough for this fool. I was very sad. Yeah. Wow. I, I would like to do, I would like to do that too, but I need to be somewhere with a garage first. That will be like a necessity if I start hoarding motorcycles. Yeah. You have uh, two motorcycles right now? Yeah, I have two. I sold. I had three oh, wow. up until like a year ago, and then I sold. I sold one last year, which was good. So now I only have two. Dang, damn, Jared. Jamie, you got to get on board. You well, got to yeah. get your cafe racer out of the shop. I know. I, I, I got to get it out of the the garage and hop back on. Be like Captain America. There you go. But okay, uh, Lynn, are, are you uh, aware about Hong Kong Disney having to? close again reclose oh my god yeah and i thought that they were doing see this is what makes me think that things are going to get bad here because they were they were taking a lot of measures like there was everything on the ground being like you got to stand here and in asia you know people are fine with wearing masks there's no pushback there they're not like my freedom like they wear a mask with no issue, and that's why a lot of those countries were able to get things under control much faster than over here. And now I am thinking that that will be the fate for most of the parks, because even with all the measures in place and the rules that people have, the schmucks here will not follow rules. Like, they cannot be told what to do, even though it's private property, you have to follow a company's rules if you're on their private property. And I'm like scared that even with people following the rules there, it's if there's an outbreak again. So that worried me when I saw that. I saw that today. It was a trip because you look at Hong Kong Disney, they opened up uh, June 18th. They didn't even last a month. And Mm -hmm. then you look at downtown Disney. We didn't even last a week. And you look at Florida, they're on, what, day two of being, like, fully reopened. So I, I'm really curious. The, cur- the 11th. Yeah. 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 What was that, Saturday? Yeah, yeah Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so I'm, I'm really curious to see how long they're going to be able to keep it together, especially with them being, like, the, the epicenter of this whole thing for the world, which is so insane to think about. <laughs> Their government so doesn't weird. give a shit at all. Like, they are, like true middle fingers in the air they do not care they're not enforcing anything like they're truly just no fucks given and it's we're all gonna pay the price so i don't i don't know if you guys just have an equivalent of this out by you but in massachusetts we have cape cod and it's notorious that it's the second you know, Memorial Day hits, you can't go anywhere near there. Cape traffic is real. It is insane. I live off the highway that you would take to get to the Cape, and I can't even go near the highway if it's, you know, like a Friday, any time from the morning till night. 
And I've seen how much traffic it's been going to the Cape for the past couple of weeks. And I'm just saying it's only a matter of time that it's going to be bad again here. And so many people traveled to the Cape. They're going to be bringing it back to wherever they live. If anything, if people are going to do things, at least stay like somewhat local to you. Like don't travel across the country. Like it's just insane and florida is crazy it's just uh, if i didn't have to travel all the way there i'd feel better about it but i don't want to bring florida germs to massachusetts yeah i think our our equivalent out here would be arizona because they're um pretty open and people were going out there to have these uh these covid parties i don't know if you've heard of those uh, they would go. Is that where people were like seeing who could get sick first or trying to get it over with or yeah. testing if it was a hoax or something? Yeah. Yeah. There's clowns. Uh, there's uh, people doing, yeah, those COVID parties and then um, stripper parties and just having just a ton of people. Well, gathered. everyone loves a stripper party. I mean, I can't fault them for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it was just uh, crazy to see that, like, you know, so many people traveling to Arizona and then even um, for a, a short stint, um, Vegas was like, like 100 percent open. Like, I, I know some people that drove out there and were just full on just going at it. And it, it's, it's definitely crazy to see. But um, I just hope everybody stays safe. Cause it's just crazy to think about. Yeah. I think that the, you kind of follow for a good part, like the leadership that you have in your state and Massachusetts has been at one point really good about it and following like very science-based information. And I feel like a lot of stuff here is reopening and I'm almost wondering, is it too much? But then I remember I can choose to do what I want myself. I don't have to go to these places, even if they're reopening. But you think about it, Florida has constantly said they don't need to be closed. They don't need to do this. And it, well, now they're paying the price that they've like reached, you know, the single day record for having the most new cases. They have more cases than some countries. They've beaten like the U.S. essentially. And a lot of states are essentially following their leader and most of their leaders in this country are garbage. And it's just, it's tough when I think it's only normal to look towards the leadership that you've have and that you've voted in and you're following their lead. And sometimes it's not their fault that they're just doing what, you know, the state deems okay. And Florida has just deemed it okay to do whatever you want. And it's just tough that, of course, a place that I love to go is going to be, like, I'm essentially being punished because how dumb the state is, but I have to just accept it and not go for a bit. And how do you guys feel about the the backlash? Obviously, we've seen all the stuff on Twitter, uh, you know, people calling for Disney World not to reopen. Um, I, 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 you know, obviously, I, I feel torn because I would love it for it to, to stay open, uh, obviously, you know, pending them uh, following guidelines and trying to keep everybody safe. But even on the website, it says that you assume all responsibility um, when it comes to COVID-19 when you go to those parks. So like, you know, they can't be held uh, responsible, which is fair because obviously it's you're making the choice to, to go to the park and they can only do so much to prevent you from actually getting it. 
because you know you can get it in a million different ways but um it, it's uh it, it was definitely pretty interesting because I, I feel like um in out in california i i feel like uh disney kind of got bullied into actually closing because you know we had our opening date for the 17th which would have been you know four days from now but I, I feel like there was so much backlash that they just had to to, to pull the plug because uh, gary and i talked about this in the last episode like how could they provide us that date when um they claim that they didn't have these guidelines from the state yet um so like me i, I assume that they just got them and uh they kind of just had to you know change course when, when they you know we're getting all the backlash and realizing like okay maybe this isn't the right thing to do right now in our state since things are you know spiking so they, they kind of just like right, right cool like let's just hit pause and see how our other park does and we'll kind of go from there and try to assess yeah mm-hmm. i think it's tough too in florida a lot of people i i'm kind of torn because there were like equal amounts of cast members that wanted to be open and that wanted to be closed, Florida dropped the ball on a lot of unemployment cases too. Some people went without unemployment checks for almost two months. And I think in some cases, people that felt that they weren't susceptible to maybe getting sick, they're, they are really want to go back to work. And I re- I respect people that want to make that choice that want to go back to being a cast member in person working. But I also feel bad for the people that are at risk. Disney world employs a ton of senior citizens and people that have maybe retired to Florida and started working part-time at Disney to, you know, make some money and to get park entry. And I feel really bad that a lot of people are going to either have to go back to work or risk their safety being around tons of people from all sorts of places you know a lot of people aren't going to follow you know 14 day quarantine guidelines you just have to expect that that's not going to happen and i feel bad because there were tons of petitions of cast members that wanted to go back to work and they were very vocal we want to go back and you know I completely respect their choice for that if they want to do that. But it's still scary because it's a state that probably shouldn't be open. And I think it's it's going to be tough. I, I think in my case, I would like them to reclose because when they're closed, my annual pass just gets pushed. Like my date of expiration is just going to go longer. I have no problem with that. I hate that the park is open, but so my pass has essentially stopped being extended. But in reality, it's probably not safe to travel to go there. So it's kind of like damned if I do, damned if I don't. And just with my, that's just my case. And I personally would want them to reclose because it benefits me in more than one way. But I can't speak, you know, for people that are going there daily or have to work there. So it's just a, a tough place to be in. What about you, Garrett? I, I know you have firsthand experience. Obviously, your wife work or your wife, yeah. your wife works for for Disney. Yeah, I mean, like it's so it's it's really like interesting how different it is cast member wise too between you know Florida and California because. Um, 
you know, saying 50% of the Florida cast members wanted to go back to work and 50% didn't out here, it felt like maybe like 75, 70 to 75% were uncomfortable going back to work. And then obviously the other percent like are fine with it. So, I mean, yeah, there is a lot of those, you know, retirees, people who just work part time in Florida out here. It's a lot of young people who like, like that's their only job or that's like one of their full time jobs. And, you know, to, to reopen and force the people to go back to work, um, even if they're uncomfortable and, you know, if you are uncomfortable to, to not go back to work, that's fine. You can say, Hey, I feel uncomfortable, but you get placed at the bottom of the barrel to no matter seniority or anything. And, and Disney's huge on seniority. That's how they run their business. They don't really care about, um, your, your worth ethic much. It's all seniority. It's all about people who have been there longer and people who are tight knit, at least here in California. Cause I have that firsthand experience. I don't know how it is in Florida, but, but I know Disney just in a general is a lot of seniority. So if you decide, or if you say that, you know, you're not comfortable going back to work, they'll put you down to the bottom of the barrel and who knows when you're going to go back to work at that point. Um, so, I mean, I, I definitely understand, uh, you know, the people who don't want to go back to work because they feel uncomfortable. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like maybe Walt Disney World should close, especially to try and get these, you know, when these number, these cases of COVID-19 are just skyrocketing in Florida, maybe they should just close it a bit and just let it let it let it wait out. But and then there comes, you know, the economy and all that, like like you were saying, Lynn, Florida had a lot of. Um, unemployment where they weren't getting it same out here in California. Like, you know, we, I know firsthand experiences where people, you know, uh, filed for unemployment, didn't hear anything for like three months. I still know people who filed four months ago who haven't heard a thing. So it's just really crazy, but yeah, I mean, closing it back up, I feel like is probably like the safest bet right now. And then keeping Disneyland closed until things just get a little bit more normal, but who knows? Who knows what Disney's going to decide to do? I have a buddy. His name's Ryan. Shout out Ryan. He listens to the podcast. He's a cast member out in Florida, and I, 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 I can't remember what resort he works at, but he he definitely works at one of the resorts on property. And I I know he uh, was um, not working for a bit because obviously his resort shut down. But um, the last couple of weeks, he he hit me up when we we're talking, and he had gone back to work. And he was actually like happy to go to work. And I actually spoke to him this morning. Uh, cast members had a preview day in Hollywood studios and he's been kind of keeping me updated and like on his experience throughout the day, which uh, has been pretty cool for me because I, I kind of just get to see like a different side of it. And I was actually blown away at how many cast members showed up to the a preview day at Hollywood studios. Like he, he sent me the line of cars just trying to get to parking. And there was so many cars. It was insane. And one thing for him, he had never been on rise of the resistance. So I was like, Oh dude, like you're gonna be able to get it on like no problem because uh, should the park should be dead. And uh, from what I've been hearing of uh, these previous people have just been walking on everything. So it shouldn't be like an issue. But as of right now, um, he's been in line for rise of the resistance for over four hours. And I'm like, holy shit, why are you in line for so long? And he, he told me that it, it just at some points it just kept breaking down, but he's just so de determined to get on it. And I'm like, that's so insane. Like in the time that he's been in line, like I've taken a nap, we've started this podcast and it's just such a trip that 
even though um, it, it's not a normal day. There's no virtual queue, which he's arguing uh, might have been like a better thing to do. And he probably like understands why they did it now because he's been in line for so long. And it's, it's just yeah. a, it's just a trip to me that even with the park being just cast members, the wait for that attraction is still so long. Like it, it blows my mind. Yeah. I well, bet I mean, so many yeah. people went right for it. Like yeah. I bet they've been blocked out of it since it opened. So they're probably like, this is my chance. And I bet a lot of people showed up too, because imagine those are the people who are going to follow the rules cast members, because they're, they're being watched. If they break the rules, they're the ones that are going to be punished for it. Uh, you know, some mom from the Midwest, like if she doesn't wear her mask, they're just going to maybe say something to her politely. They're not going to be reprimanded in any way for not following the rules and like their guests of them. So I think the cast member previews were the best, you know, way to maybe work out the kinks, but all those people are generally going to follow the rules because they're the ones that have been, you know, told the rules in detail too yeah yeah and like i mean i i understand the weight of that ride like you know it's the newest ride that's hit you know both parks here in california and out in florida for the most part i don't think there's been anything else new um and like the only time i went on that ride we i mean we did wait you know 12 hours but virtually you know yeah. we were able and that was on a super bowl sunday we we got in early in the morning we got on the app we made our reservation we were able to get like i don't know what party number we were was it like 80 something you or guys 40? were in the 80s I yeah think, we were both at the parks trying to go on it the same day and yeah we were like 50 something and i think you guys were like 80 something yeah so we were 80 something so we're like all right cool let's just you know go we left the park actually to go watch uh the super bowl for a minute and then like an hour before uh i think we got back to the parks uh or we, we left an hour before like our like it was getting close to our our number and then um we hit the parks right when our number was called so it kind of worked out pretty perfectly but uh but it was still 12 hours waiting virtually so i i mean what do you what did you say jamie your friends in four four and a half hours yeah so he's been there like a, like a little over four hours with no virtual yeah, queue, just I, straight up standing out in and i asked him what the weather was like and he said it's hot and humid because you know we're like ugh. we're in it right now it, it's summer so yeah it's just, it's summer yeah. It, yeah it's rough so that's rough yeah in in florida minnie and mickey's runaway railway has op- opened about a week mm-hmm. or two before the park closed so very few people got to go on that ride before the parks closed. I think that opened maybe March 3rd or 4th and the parks closed, I think on the 16th, maybe there the 14th or something like that. Yeah. But March. that's probably, that's the newest ride in Florida and so few people got to go on it. And I mean, I haven't got to, I had, and I was trying to keep myself spoiler free from it too, since I was going in April so I was kind of keeping myself in the dark about it, and I still have. So I'm bummed out I haven't got to go on that ride yet. Yeah. I'm still salty at that ride. 
Because oh. <laughs> did you care about the great movie ride so much? <laughs> well, here's the thing. Literally, the first time I ever go to Walt Disney World was for uh, my wife and I's honeymoon, uh-huh. and like. Two days before we go to Hollywood Studios, they was the last day the great movie ride was happening. Oh, so I okay. never got to go on it. And I like it sounded so cool to me. Like I heard it was pretty cheesy. It was a little outdated, but still like had all these classic movie scenes. I love movies. I love classic movies. I love, you know, they had an alien scene and Casablanca scene, all these crazy cool scenes that I was like spoke stoked for. But no, we get we get to Hollywood Studios and it's closed. So I'm still mm. salty. Oh, <laughs> and Dude. I'll go on it, but I mean, we're gonna add our Toontown anyways. So you know what you should do, guys? Just go on YouTube and watch like a ride through. That's not the, that's <laughs> not the same, dude. It's not the same at all, dude. Not at all. <laughs> Just do virtual ride through on YouTube, and because like you, you've seen those, uh, obviously since we've been like uh, in, in the pandemic and we were in quarantine, so people were getting creative and kind of uh, making their own uh, recreations of the. Um, uh, attractions from the park so dude you could totally do it no problem just <laughs> sit on your ottoman get, get lexi sit in, a, sit in like a, a hamper yeah <laughs> just, just have have lexi move you around you'll be fine dude here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna buy the playstation ver- the like virtual reality glasses okay and then i'm gonna watch a pov 360 video and then i'm gonna be like in a shopping cart and someone has to push me around Yes, exactly. You need to be in something that squeaks, but people can still push you. Yes. So it's just like you're there. There it is. Yeah. And then you can just ride it whenever you want. You don't have to be sad anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Okay. Well, man, Lynn, sometimes I, I think about how bummed I am that our uh, trip in April that, that we had planned just didn't come like or just didn't you know come to fruition the fact that we had to cancel it and the fact that i haven't been out to florida since our last halloween trip it, it feels like it's just been ages since i've been to florida i know i mean it feels like ages for me and i was there at the beginning of february and it really feels like ages because so much of my life has kind of stopped here both of i during the summer i play um, slow pitch softball and I play on multiple leagues and teams and you know both my leagues got canceled a lot of motorcycle events have been canceled here so I really feel like every aspect of things that filled my time was stopped so I I really feel like I haven't been to Disney in forever it's the longest I haven't gone in years yeah, this is since I've moved to Orange County. This is the longest that I've gone in my entire life not going to Disney, and it's crazy because like you know, obviously with every day the the record keeps growing and growing, and I I didn't know that the last time that I was in Disney, obviously Johnny and I um, were hanging out and we were tripping out that we were there like at the end, um, but we thought it was just going to be a couple weeks. We didn't realize it was going to yeah. be. Uh, you know, we're almost at like a hundred days of it being closed. It, it's it, it's definitely wild. Yeah. yeah, I'm curious to see how the parks are going to adjust because I think that unless there is a way to test every person, you know, quarantine the sick, there is no way that we're this this is going to stop. And 
I fear that it's going to get to a point where, you know, everyone's going to end up getting it until it cycles through everyone enough times. And there's no real way to stop it. Even doing like things at a very safe distance from people, you're still, you know, at risk to get it unless you never leave your house. And there's a way to get like groceries safely delivered. Like there's no way to really avoid it. So you have to kind of take calculated risks with a lot of things. It's really crappy that it has to be like that. And a lot of us still have to work. So the risk is always there for people that have to go out into the world to work no matter what. There's no way to, you know, really stop the world, which which stinks that it can't just be like, okay, the government will, you know, everyone's on unemployment. Only certain people who have, you know, are able to work are, can go to work. And it just stinks that I don't know with what approach the parks will have to take. But I feel like if Florida gets worse and worse, like it probably will, it's going to be really crappy that Disney doesn't close. I think that it's, I know that people are like, you know, you take the risk to go there, but it's not fair for the people that may not want to work that feel like they have to, because they have to pay bills. People have to pay their rent or mortgage. You have to get health insurance. It's the way of life here that it, the government doesn't pity on people that don't, completely work their ass off and it just stinks that people feel they have to go to work the disney obviously does not care and they're not closing and i think that the only reason they're closed in california is because the government the state is making them and florida won't do the same unless the state makes them and i don't see that happening unless someone higher up than the state, maybe like the federal government steps in, but I don't know if that's possible or it will happen. I just, I think it's going to be very weird times for a long time. Did you see the, uh, there's that introduction video of, uh, they have like cast members from Disney world talking about how they're excited to, you know, be wearing their uniform again and that they feel so safe um, going back to work. But then somebody spliced in um, uh, their own clips of like a girl saying, help me. I'm going to die. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, have, oh my I, have, I yeah. have seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Because like so that was the first version that I saw because I didn't see like the actual like promotional like uh, one from Disney. I saw the one that like the fan made and I was dying. So like, damn, that's probably how some of those cast members feel. And it sucks because. Uh, obviously, they did offer um, what, what was it like two weeks, uh, you know, that were like 100 percent paid, right? When it first closed down, uh, it was yeah, somewhere between that and a month, at least for California. I'm sure the same for Florida. Yeah, and, and yeah. obviously, we we look at Disney like as if they have infinite money because uh, it kind of seems like they do. Uh, but obviously, we don't really know how much money they have. So I'm 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 real curious why the decisions were made to to not continue to honor that. And obviously, like I know they employ like you know hundreds of thousands of people like across just the parks in our country. Um, but I just yeah, it's just a bummer that uh, we're just like in this like crazy mess and there's just no 
like right like way to do this like i feel like um you know uh because obviously we've never been in the situation before so for them to like this is all just kind of experimental which is just kind of crazy to think about yeah it's weird like i mean yeah it's it's weird disney yeah disney it feels like they have infinite money i mean after they stop paying their and this this isn't this is just me griping but like after they stopped paying their cast members they wouldn't spend five million dollars right after that but it's still for a good cause what they did but they were just doing it most likely as a pr stunt for you know the black lives matter um uh i forget which ex- specific organization they made a donation to which is cool like it's it's fine but it's just like like right after you say oh we can't pay our, you 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 people anymore either but um but yeah it's weird out there i mean i've been trying to find a job ever since i was you know laid off from my work and it's hard like especially out i don't know of other states but out here it's like well, yeah, it's people are saying there's so many jobs out there. There's so many jobs available, but like still so many companies are like it's harder to to get hired with these companies just due to the, the fact of this weird, you know, state of of our of our country and of the world. So just going to be weird to get over this this hurdle. Yeah, I, I have a lot of friends who are laid off. And it's really hard because most of the jobs that are available are, when you think about it, most likely temporary. Lots of like retail, grocery, stuff like that, that they're trying to get so many more people in because, you know, they're overworked. And I get that aspect, but it's tough to kind of, you know, apply for that work there knowing that it's most likely temporary. It's tough too to ask someone to sign up for that, to be like possibly give up your unemployment benefits to work for a temporary, you know, maybe not even getting paid enough to pay your bills type of job. It's hard to ask people to do that. And then, you know, you have certain government people being like, you don't even want to work, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that's not true, but you have to, you know, evaluate your weight, your risk to reward type of situations. It's like, yeah. is it worth working at these places making less money than you were before simply just to be working it's it's really hard to ask a lot of people to do that it's it's unfair and it's tough to ask that of people yeah yeah agreed for my job we were getting hazard pay for like the first two months of the pandemic and then it stopped which obviously you know i i get it uh they're just paying us because they wanted us to to keep working but mm-hmm. I, but it's just strange that like we're still in the pandemic and we have to take way more precautions to just go to work we have to fill out a couple forms just to you know to cover them just you know if you know anything went wrong we try to take legal action they have that paperwork but we just kind of went back to normal procedures outside of filling out the extra paperwork you know, you know hazard pay went away and it's just not normal or and i hate saying normal because it's never gonna go back to the way that it was but it's like we're still working the pandemic and it's just like hmm, i i would love to 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 get paid way more for uh having to go out and potentially uh get this thing every day but for yeah. sure yeah and you're, you're you take a risk every fucking every every 
every day you go to work, man, you're in the public. You're grocery stores. People, yeah. those are never going to close. Like, yeah, I'm out there, uh, out there, you know, selling. We need these chips. <laughs> we need them. I mean, I, I, I just grabbed sour cream and cheddar and some Cheetos earlier, bro. I need yeah, them. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you're you're, you're going to send my kids to college, Garrett. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Dude, I, I'm glad. Um, okay. Glad I can help. Uh, so, damn, Disney. I, I just want to, uh, I, I just can't wait until there's like that, we're at that, uh, you know, that point where we've defeated COVID, the final boss is gone, and we can go to Disney and just go about our lives and not have to worry about this thing anymore. Me too. I think about the snacks on a daily basis. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't even really think about the snacks until like we were in World of Disney and I saw some of like their prepackaged stuff. And I was like, damn, I miss the actual stuff <laughs> like like the hot food. And just even yeah. just like even just randomly m- mobile ordering ice cream just because I could on Main Street, and you know picking up hot dogs for for, for me. <laughs> mobile and Johnny. order, that's going to be a huge part of the parks when stuff reopens. Mobile order is going to be like their lifeline, and they're going to have to set up a lot of these places to be able to accept mobile order, or they're probably not going to be able to open a lot of them. I did see that. um, uh, Sorry to cut you off, Garrett, but I I, I did see that even like when, when you're like purchasing stuff, it was all going to be done through the app, like all contactless, like no cash, which I'm pretty much like 95% of the time. Like I never have cash on me anyway. So I'm like, I'm all about it. Yeah, that's crazy. It's like even merchandise too. Mm-hmm. I don't like wow. that. I'm a I I don't use cash in my normal everyday life, but when I would go to Disney before I went on the trip, I would take out a set amount of money, and I would make sure I don't spend over that set amount of cash because I, it was just easier to budget that way. I don't I don't buy much when I'm there, but I like to still know like kind of where I'm at, how much I've spent. I hate, I've had the, I've gone to Disney before and they've shut off my card because they deemed it suspicious, mm-hmm. even though I go to Disney all the time and it was on my Disney credit card, my Disney Visa card. And it was just annoying that at that point I was like, I'm just going to take cash out before I go. And I will obviously accept whatever they choose and do, but I, I was annoyed. I will be annoyed if I have to do that because that's how I just budget my trips out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, in the future, if, if it ends up being that annoying, what, what I would suggest is pull out some, some money, but not the whole amount that you need and then, or pull it out and then put some of it on a Disney gift card that you can use just inside the Disney bubble, you know? Yeah, I've um, thought about that too. I just yeah. I get so just, excited when I spend such a small amount, and I'm like, oh my god, I have all this money left over. And yeah, I get excited. Yeah, when you have the actual cash in hand. Yeah. 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 Um, that's crazy, but yeah, I mean, mobile ordering. It's. I mean, I know they were trying to go, like, they were pushing it really heavy at both parks, but now, like, they would have to have it. Yeah, for every restaurant, every shop, everything. Which is going to be crazy. Yeah, I feel like the store. Some of the stores are in Florida. You need um, 
like a time to go into them too like the emporium on main street and stuff you can't just walk into it like normally i'd cut through there to avoid main street i'd just walk through and i'd be like oh air conditioning this is great but now you actually need like a reservation time to go into the stores yeah that's how it was for us in downtown disney we had to go into a virtual queue to get into world of disney which was mm-hmm. uh, just like it was fine because it wasn't like we needed to desperately get in there at that very moment so we got in the virtual queue went and got lunch and by the time we were done with lunch our time was uh you know up and it was time to go into the store but I, I feel like that was a good move because watching videos from day one when it was like black friday in there and people just going crazy just trying to pick up some some of the new merch that had dropped like while the parks had been closed it was just like i was like wow these people are savages this is just crazy so i i was i very happy that we were able to uh peacefully walk through world of disney and not feel crowded at all mm, that would that would actually be great it's always squishy in world of disney in florida so i think they were doing that here i don't know because i when disney springs opened you know a while ago now it's been open for a while Mm -hmm. i wasn't super intrigued because i wouldn't go to florida just for disney springs so i really didn't care i just saw like what they were doing in terms of letting you in so i saw like the security aspect of it i didn't really care too much about what was going on inside because it didn't appeal to me that much other than you know like the stages of what stuff was opening when because I like how only like a handful of places were open, but now I think pretty much everything is open in Disney Springs, but I just, I'm not a big like shopper when I'm at the parks. I don't buy much. I don't, maybe, I like ornaments, so I would occasionally buy an ornament and I'll occasionally buy a pin stuff like that but i rarely buy like merchandise so it was never too much of a big thing for me but i hope that when everything i don't i haven't checked on this but i'm curious about pin trading i love pin trading but i feel like it maybe maybe won't exist for a while which bums me out because i found that as like a source of entertainment for myself on most trips so I'll be bummed if that won't be happening. I actually saw yeah. a, a thing about pin trading. I, I, it's still there, but like, I don't think you're able to just go up and, uh, you know, kind of touch them all like you used to. I, I think you have to like put one, like the one you're going to trade in like a bucket and then the cast member has to like disinfect it and, <laughs> and then they grab it for you. <laughs> I could accept we, that. <laughs> we didn't even see any pins at, at World of Disney when we went. They they like had gotten rid of the whole pin section. Oh. Weird. Yeah. 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 Because I, I think they just put them all over because um, we had like a, a trading outpost in downtown Disney. So I think they just kind of moved everything over there just to drive everybody to that one area. Yeah. Um, I will accept that if it still exists. I will accept whatever I have to do within those bra- parameters. I will accept that as long as it still exists. Yeah, I, I've never been uh, like a big like shopper when I'm going out on, on those trips with you guys. Uh, I, I feel like I do like more like impulse buy. Like if like when we're in uh, Disney Springs and I'll go to Uniqlo to see if they have any cool shirts or any cool jackets. They're so cheap. It's yeah. like easy to 
buy them. They're so cheap for like better quality stuff than Disney for their like graphic Disney t-shirts. I think they're better quality and way cheaper, like half the price. Dude, I don't know why we don't have a Uniqlo at uh, Downtown Disney. It would be like so good. Like it would, like it would be a hot spot for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's it's always busy in Florida. Yeah, we have like the lamest clothing stores. We have it was like a like a Quicksilver. Is that right? Is that still there? It's it's yeah. It's called. I think I there's one in Florida the too. <laughs> yeah, it's like a. It's basically a Quicksilver. It's owned by Quicksilver. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So they call it something else. So. Yeah, good to know they're like really putting all their money in on that brand that was popular in the nineties. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Same with like. Remember they had like the Sanook shoe shop too at Downtown Disney. Mm-hmm. That was all boarded up when we were there. You couldn't go in there. Yeah. And then, other than that. I don't know. Like the rest is just Disney's Disney yeah. clothing stuff stores. Yeah, it's like Disney yeah. stores or, or restaurants. Yeah. They're they really tried to revamp Disney Springs to be like a place that locals could go buy stuff. Like they really tried to make it with like a lot of mall stores. And I completely get that thought process to be like Let's get the locals here buying regular stuff. Get them to Disney property where they normally would avoid. I I totally get it. I just I'm not interested in buying stuff like that at all, especially when I travel, but I totally get it for locals. I don't think I've ever called up Garrett and was like, "Yo, we got to hit Downtown Disney to do some shopping." <laughs> I think, uh, dude, yeah, yesterday or two days ago. <laughs> that was that was for, to eat. yesterday. That was yesterday. Yeah. That was to eat. And yeah, I know. and it's hot out. I don't want to go shopping in the heat. It was so dude. hot. It was I love really walking hot. the mall because it's climate controlled. Like <laughs> that's oh. why I like going to like the regular mall because it's air conditioned. Or in like the snow in the winter, it's you can park in a parking garage and not be cold. I appreciate the mall for those aspects. And my mall has a Disney store and everyone there is really nice. So I like walking the mall. The w- out, out here, you got to pick because there's outdoor malls and indoor malls. Got to watch out. So in summertime, <laughs> you don't want to be going to the outdoor mall. Oh, yeah. I would just melt. I don't need that. The one thing I hate about Disney stores is they never have like adult sizes when it comes to their their merchandise. I, I always see designs of t-shirts that I like, but it's always like for the youth, and it, it just bums me out that there isn't. And I, I, I never mind. I, I guess uh, people like me, uh, who who wear bigger sizes, not bigger sizes, but like I guess like normal sizes, whatever. Um, we would be directed to go to places like. Uh, box lunch did you guys have that out there lynn box lunch it's like um they have a location in florida but we don't have that in massachusetts like that doesn't exist okay in massachusetts but i remember we were there i think it's in the florida mall in orlando yeah. let me show you uh, and people listening uh, they're not gonna be able to see this but this is what i got at box lunch last time garrett and i were there so um, they do have like like a whole like Disney section, which I think is awesome. And I actually, mm, I've seen the, I've been on their website before. So, oh, that's nice. Yeah. So, 
So it, I'm, I'm showing Garrett and Lynn this uh, tie-dye Little Mermaid shirt that I bought. Is that is that first day back at Disney? Is that what you wearing? No, f- first day back at Disney, I'm wearing my Twitching Tongues Disharmony football jersey. Ooh, there it is. Shout you out, heard it here first. Shout out Twitching Tongues, Colin Young. Hit my line. I love Colin. I've known him since he was like super, 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 super young. <laughs> I did not know one that. Time, I have a story of like one time, it was like a Sound and Fury. He picked me up. I forget where he brought me. He brought me somewhere. He was like 16 or 17. However, like he was very young. And he picked me up and we went somewhere in his car and he's great oh yeah that's yeah he, he's awesome he, he's definitely a, a fun guy to talk to but that's awesome i, I had no idea that um you knew him yeah shout out him and all the bands he's in because they're all great even yeah. bands he joined after the fact of them being a band yeah we're about to get like lion crew we're about to get that new uh, god's hate record and that's all that matters I don't know what I'll wear when Disney, like whenever I go back to the parks. I usually just my rotating, you know, batch of old shirts. It's generally all I wear. I know you're rocking like vintage hardcore tees that kids would like kill for. Dang, <laughs> it's it's hard. I mean, vintage shirt like vintage shirt collecting now is so hard that I don't. I haven't really got many new shirts in a while. It used to be very easy. Like all of the really cool shirts I have, I got a long time ago for like under $20. And now it's crazy. I have a really big killing time collection and I just, I have a ton of saved eBay alerts for things from over the years and a shirt came up on eBay and I was like, Oh, I should just see how much for this, this sells for. It's a shirt that I have two of. And it sold for like well over a hundred dollars, and I'm like, I can't. I'm too poor to collect things now. I can, I can't like keep up. It's, I just couldn't imagine being like, I'm gonna spend a hundred and fifty dollars on a, you know, any shirt nowadays. It's just way, way too hard. I don't know how people could, like, keep up with that. It's very expensive and difficult now. Yeah, a couple of years ago. Uh, I I really wanted a stop and think T-shirt, and people were selling them used and not even the best condition for like over a hundred dollars, and I was like, this is ridiculous. So I, I just made my own. So I have a stop and think <laughs> shirt, and it, it, it looks so sick. I would sell I would sell my stop and think shirts if people want to pay me a lot of money. <laughs> Nowadays, it doesn't even have to be vintage. It just has to be like a fad, like Gold hoodie exam exhibit A. A what? The Gulch hoodie that like what's Gulch? Oh man, <laughs> Lynn. Uh, Gulch, Gulch. That's that's like it doesn't roll off the tongue easily. I'll say that. <laughs> okay, so they're they're a Bay Area hardcore band. Like oh okay, uh, yeah, oh. there it is. Oh no, it's a oh. it's a Hello Kitty characters. <laughs> oh, Sorry. well, that's kind of cute. I just don't think I don't I think I would find it hard like no matter how awful this sounds to wear a shirt that said that on it because I just don't like how the word looks <laughs> I would be like I don't think I could wear this sorry <laughs> dude that there was a line to get that hoodie 
during the band Gulch set at Oh, that's FYA. the worst. No, dude. <laughs> yeah. When I had Elliot on the podcast, he told me that the line started before their set. That's, yeah. I'm pretty sure, it, yeah, it definitely did. It, no, it, they had people show up to the airport when they landed in Florida to get those hoodies. It's so ridiculous. What are yeah. they, like, is, that's like a paparazzi thing. People staking out the airport <laughs> for them, like, when they land. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're... that blows my mind. I, you know what though? Good for them that they can sell out of their merch because that's awesome, and I'm happy for them mm. in that case. That, like, I've never heard. I mean, I'm slightly. I will say I'm more than slightly out of touch with whatever's going on, like in the scene. But I think if you can sell out your merch, that's the best. Well, the the easiest way for you to cure you being out of touch, just subscribe to the JMRK podcasts. I do. I'm subscribed to your podcast. Oh, I feel so so honored. Thank you. <laughs> You're on the feed, man. <laughs> oh, well, hey, speaking of podcasts, um, how's your podcast going? I, I, I love that you guys are still doing it. Obviously, I'm subscribed to, to um, you guys on, on my feed, so I, I, I love seeing that you guys are still active. I, I follow you guys on Instagram, so, so it's cool, but I, I'm just curious, uh, how have you guys had to adjust during this whole uh, pandemic situation? Um, well, unfortunately, like Chris, who I do the podcast with, he works three jobs still oh, wow. and all of his jobs are still like functioning mm. during the pandemic. Like he works yeah. at a bank and a liquor store, which is essential in Massachusetts. And he works marketing for a motorcycle shop. So he's, he, he works nonstop still. But we've still been able to record, which is good. We're we're doing it probably every other week just because he is working so much and I feel bad that he's pretty burnt out. So we try to have an episode every other week, but still like on the off weeks, at least try to ride one day during the week with him because I feel bad that I still get to ride a good amount if the weather's nice after work or on the weekends and he works every weekend. So we try to at least get him to ride too i don't want it to just be only recording because then i'd feel bad yeah for sure it's nice to have that um that relationship in person as well and then that kind of feeds into you guys doing the podcast too yeah yeah i it's just been tough because we couldn't really we weren't recording really much in person during like more stay-at-home orders mm -hmm. but once things started to open up slightly around here we've been like pretty safe and then we'll still record in person because it's just really the two of us so it's not that bad and we hang out outside a lot at his place so we're not too like cooped up when we record and a lot of air and it's just tough in general because you still want to ride. It's the summer and in Massachusetts, we have such a limited riding season. A lot of times people don't start riding till about May. We were still getting snow in the early part of May and then up until maybe October. So the season is so short here. So it's tough to be like, oh, we should record when... If it's a nice day, you really just want to ride instead. So we're trying to find the balance of trying to do both. <laughs> it's just tough because I don't want to take it take riding away from him if it's a day that he has off and it's nice out. Yeah, no, that, that that's really fair. And I, I feel like 
that's like the challenging thing is just keeping that balance going because you know for me i i still struggle with it uh more recently i've gone from recording part-time to, to full-time and me just trying to figure out how to do things properly and try to keep things consistent as much as i can and I, i've had a few uh-huh. uh, i've had a few hiccups here and there but uh you know it, it's just like a constant you know process of just trying to uh, just Try to, I'm constantly just trying to figure it out, and like I, I feel like there's times where like I, I feel like I, I got it down, things are going smooth, but then like this morning I, I got like a cancellation, and I'm just like, oh crap! Now I that one cancellation, even though it's just like one guess, whatever, I'll um, be able to figure it out. But like I just felt like like for like five minutes, I was like, oh shit, the podcast is falling apart. Like I don't know if I can do no. this anymore. You but. you you you're recording a ton. Like you're putting out new episodes all the time. So I wouldn't. I would not say at all that you're falling apart at all. <laughs> yeah, agreed. You gotta just keep doing what you're doing, Jamie. Yeah, don't get good. don't get don't get too caught up in your head about it. Yeah, it's just like I I, I want to get to a point where um, I could like offload some of like the work because like you know so, so, like it, it, it's cool to you know have like like my hands are in it like a hundred percent, but sometimes I I do get like overwhelmed. But I always of just, course you know. I always just have to just take a step back and breathe. And uh, I, I always just tell myself it'll, it'll work itself out, you know, one way or another. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I feel like constantly you're uploading new podcasts. So I think even if you took a break and didn't do it, you know, even just like 70% less, it's, I mean, 30% less, you'd still be putting out a ton of content, so many interviews, and even if it helps your mental sanity a little bit, it might be worth it. Yeah, who knows? Or maybe I'll just go insane or who knows? I don't know. I, I just uh, just take it one day at a time. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Yep. For sure. That's all we can do every day nowadays is just one day at a time. Yeah. Okay. I, if you ever feel that way again, just look one year ago, see where you were at the podcast and look at where you are now. That's true. Constant growth. And yeah and you got you got your first you got your first uh sponsor dude oh yeah shout out from within records that's a free plug right there they didn't even pay me to say that one um but there it is <laughs> so my, my buddy andy shout out andy uh he he texted me this morning and he, he asked me he, he was like honestly in your heart do you think by the end of the year we'll go to disneyland and i i, I want to propose that question to you guys obviously we're here um uh, still, Disneyland's not open. Disney World just opened, and Lynn, you have tentative plans to, to to get out there, but who knows if you'll actually go through with it. But in your guys' heart, by the end of the year, do you think you'll step foot inside a Disney park? Yes. I think I will. And I think Disneyland will be open by then. I think that eventually i think for sure by the end of the year disneyland will be open and i will definitely go by the end of the year i i unless they're closed but i think that they'll be open and i think by then i'll end up at least checking it out to see even if it's just for a weekend okay what about you garrett i'm I'm always curious about what you got going on over there (laughs) yeah i mean i i honestly think that it will be open by the end of the year. Um, even if that's like even right at the tail end, like November or October, um, I think it will be. And then if it does open, obviously I will, you know, try my hardest to step foot into the parks. So, 
as long as it's safe, you know, and I feel, you know, and obviously I take some of the risk, but yeah. All right. Well, I feel this is a good place to, to wrap things up. Uh, but before we go, obviously I, I, want, I want to give you guys the, you know, time to plug or shout out anything before we sign off. Okay. Well, thanks for having me on again. It was so much fun to talk to you guys. Um, well, I do a podcast called The Motorcycle Scoop. We talk about motorcycle news stories and we review a pint of ice cream every episode. And I think on Insta I, I think on Instagram it's motorcycle scoop and my name on Instagram is Little Excellent. So you can find the podcast through there too if I gave the wrong handle. Um, for me, I just want to shout out Disney influencers. We're here. We're back. Um, shout out, uh, Jamie RK podcast. If you want the hottest merch in the game, go to jamierk.com forward slash shop. Check it out. Get that, uh, blur design Disneyland shirt, some hot merch right there. Uh, and shout out Lexi. I love you. Oh, how adorable. All right. <laughs> you guys are so cute. Oh, thank you. Uh, Garrett, your video disappeared. But uh, seriously, thank you guys. What? I'm right here. I can see you guys. You can't see me? No, you're gone. Uh, I can see weird. you. Weird. Ooh, it's because you got that cricket wireless. <laughs> I'm on my computer. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just, but uh, seriously, thank you guys for for doing this. I greatly appreciate it. It's, it's always fun for me to to be able to sit down and talk to. Uh, especially you guys are my friends so it's it's awesome for me to be able to sit down with um you know good friends that understand um and get the same passion that i have for disney so i i appreciate it and it's always fun these are some of the podcasts that i love doing and thank you everybody out there who tunes in and listen to us talk about disney for you know hours it's awesome uh just want to give a quick shout out to alex russin i know he's listening and i appreciate that but seriously love all you guys thanks for tuning in and hopefully next time you hear from us we'll have uh, way better news and the world won't be so dark and disney will be reopened and we'll have defeated covid so see you guys and until next time peace bye